Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode edition. I don't know what I'm fucking saying anymore. To the ABJ podcast is episode 56. Ryan Vox hanging out once again. Ryan, Ryan's been a frequent member of of my content for quite some time. He's been on Tornado Tag, I think, uh, more times than anybody. I think he definitely holds the record. He's been on there quite some time. Um, and he has come on and talked a lot with us when it came to just wrestling in general, not just the local scene. He's been talking with us, uh, you know, old school stuff, WCW pay-per-views. We went and watched and talked about them again. So he's been here a, while, a long time. We're going to catch up with him and see what's going on new with him. Uh, but before we get into that, guys, it has finally happened. A whole store ded- fully dedicated to vintage wrestling. They said it could never be done, but I've seen it with my own eyes. Sup- uh, a suplex Vintage Wrestling is a store curated by wrestling fans for wrestling fans located on fifth street in philadelphia pennsylvania just one block south of south street in the heart of the queen's village their shop features the largest collection of uh, vintage wrestling apparel under one roof the your selection includes classic designs from featuring your favorite wrestlers from the golden age the attitude era internationals indies and more and if you're tired of watching premium live events or pay-per-views at home then svw hosts the best watch party since your best friend kyle's party when you were 12 years old and actually they're hosting one for uh, night of champions and i will be in attendance so if you want to come hang out uh on the i think it's a 27th if i'm not mistaken come on out to philly they're having a watch party you can there's a lot of cool shit you're gonna do there and i will be there hanging out in philly so definitely come see that and uh if shorts shirts and uh watch parties are not your thing then let, let, let let's not forget their selection of figures replica belts and not just replica belts they have the old school toy ones too like every era of them which is pretty dope um wrestling buddies everything's there but uh also trading cards uh i know Vox is a big trading card guy so he might have to come up and check out those trading cards uh hats and rare wrestling memorabilia they have something for every wrestling fan out there so what are you waiting for check them out at suplex.svw on instagram or at their website at uh suplexsvw.com and let them satisfy your nostalgia needs so huge thank you to that sponsor uh they are they have been killing it for me helping me out i'm rocking the shirt today I try to rock it every now and then. I was out the other day wearing the the classic golden age and I got a an RVD 421. So that was kind of fun. So yeah, that that's that's going on there. Um Hunter, logos by Hunter been helping me out a lot with logos, trying to help me raise some funds. Uh your boy is going through it right now. Um, so any support uh would be helpful if you can if you go grab a t-shirt or whatever it may be. Also, in my link tree is my Patreon. You can do as little as a dollar a month, two dollars a month. It would really help keep the lights on. Uh, I am without a car and without a car and without a job, and uh, it is tough keeping the lights on. Uh, and if um yeah, it's at, it's getting close to a point where those monthly subscriptions are coming up and I can't renew them. So if you guys can help me out, that would be amazing. Or this podcast is going audio only soon. Um, so it really comes down to listener support. If you wanted to keep going, that would be the way to do it. So without further, I sorry, I had just dropped a bomb on you guys. But without further ado, let's bring in my guest for episode 56, Ryan Vox. Hey, up, hey, Ryan? hey, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm fucking awful, but we'll get through this. Yeah, uh, we'll get shit, through, it, brother. A lot of shit in the personal life, but uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll just uh, we'll 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 grit our teeth, we'll smile, and we'll um, we'll figure it out. You know, that's right. We're fighters, baby. That's what we do. That's what we're trying. We're trying. Uh, yeah. So, man, how you been? Man, I've been great. I've been so chilling and so relaxed and. I've just uh, the past few months. I've really just been working on Zen, if you will, just chilling out. And I, wish I can do that. I really, I really do. Man, I need that in my life. I need to just I need not a- worrying about anything. 
I might have yeah. something like that coming up soon where it just I just go and and I'm zen, but it once again it costs money and um it's yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's something where I have to if I get a job then I have to let them know like hey, I'm going to be gone for a little bit. Are you going to be cool with it type deal? So it's it's terrifying, but I I have a, a zen thing that can possibly come up in the works, but we'll 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 see that. We'll cross that bridge when it gets to it. But um you you had a little bit of change of scenery since the last time I've seen you. You're you're, you're hanging out over there at Orochi, right? Did I say that right? Yeah, Orochi. Yes, Orochi Pro Wrestling. Um and it's great because I'm I'm just a talent. I do nothing else. And it's beautiful. You know, don't message me asking me to get your book. Can't do it, partner. Sorry. Oh, oh, so that it's, ain't a, me. it's a GM role, but it's not a yeah. shoot GM role. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm Commissioner Ryan Vox playing yep. my role. That's it, baby. <laughs> I need a role That's in a show like that. I love it. It's so great. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm excited to see them. I know there's a, a lot of stuff coming up. Um, a lot of stuff coming up soon with those guys we'll be talking about soon but uh let, let's get into the the promotion let's talk about it how did this how did this promotion come about um maybe who's the brainchild behind it if we're allowed to talk about it and and how did you get brought in yeah so i don't i don't really know if if he likes being very public about being the booker um because he didn't you know the last time he was in yeah. a booking opportunity but basically um it's the same guy that ran quarantine for the second season mm -hmm. so it's going to have a very quarantine vibe, a very um, old school outbreak vibe. It's one of the guys who was with outbreak from the very beginning. I love, I really enjoy this guy's wrestling mind. Um, I, I, I didn't watch outbreak when it first was happening. And then I started catching up on it and the people they were bringing in uh, the talent they were bringing in the matches they were putting together and the storylines they were putting together were done very well. So I'm very excited to see how, Orochi carries that over. Yeah, and they're doing their their whole thing. You know, it's not going to be your general pro wrestling show or anything like that. I feel like it's got more of a Mortal Kombat theme to it. You know, and it, it sounds I, like it. Yeah, so it's I'm not a video game guy. That's like not my world at all. So luckily, I don't have to write it. But yeah. you know, as it gets explained to me, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, there's going to be one guy going through a huge change and I rambled on for an hour. I was like, Oh my God, what's this? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do this? Wait, what does that mean for this? What is that? It's just, it's amazing the way the minds are working and you know, they bounce stuff off me and I contribute here and there, but it's mostly his ball game and the talent that he talks to. Cause he talks to him just the way I used to. Yeah. Now every promotion says we're going to do things differently. And you know what I hear sure. every, every single promotion say when they say they're going to do things differently, they say, we're going to focus on storylines. And I go, isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> right. I mean, like, I always thought so. That's, that's what I always I like. Always, I always cringe when I hear that in a meeting, especially I've, I've been at a few different companies where it's like their startups or their early stages and they go, mm -hmm. You know what? We're gonna stand out, boys. We're gonna focus on storylines. And I think to right. myself, if like, if you're starting a pro wrestling company, shouldn't that be part of it? Like, like it should be. It should be. be your, and you know what? Your selling point, right? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, how many shows do you go to where it seems like there isn't any? There's one or two storylines, maybe. You know? Or they put a storyline together and it's just not good. Well, yeah, there's also that. Yeah. It's like, why, there's also why did that. I come back to this? This is awful. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times the problem there is you don't know how to um, 
whoever's putting it together doesn't know how to talk to the talent right and doesn't know how to deal with the talent right. So there are certain guys I knew I could be like, yo, give me a promo on this, 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 boom, go. And they're yeah. going to nail it. I could say that to someone else and they, they just can't do it. It's not there. So I have to get the camera in front of their face and say, this is what I want you to say. Go. Yeah. All right. That was good. But you can do it again. Go. You know, and some of them you have to force it out. Some of them you have to catch them at the show. So, you know, if you really want to build your storyline, you have to be able to do all that different stuff. Absolutely. And and bringing the right people into your locker room who can be creative to do that. Like, mm -hmm. like dude, you, you look at promotions uh, in the past, you look at the Northeast scene, and it's just like, if I'm going to do storylines, I mean, I'm going to hit up the goons. I'm going to hit up Tommy Vex. Yep. I'm going yep. yep. I'm, I'm to hit up people that as a promoter, I look at you and go, you know what you're doing. I want you to be creative here and I'm mm -hmm. just going to let you run. I know your masks yeah. are going to be good. I know you're going to be yep. safe. I know you're not going to get the commission called on me. And I know you're going to be creative and you're going to work hard outside the scene. And I think that, and even if that you can't make their rate, at least in that aspect, a talent's going to turn around and say, okay, they're giving me a little bit of creative freedom. Mm -hmm. That makes me want to be part of their brand more instead of coming right. in and being like, uh, I know you've been doing this crazy good stuff all over the place, but now I want you to do what I want you to do. And then they just, don't Oh, I hate it. that. They don't connect to it. And then it's just, yeah, that's flat. the worst thing. And I think that, you know, and since I have no dogs in any fights, I feel like I can say this now. I think wrestlers should just say no and walk away. Yeah. If someone says, um, you know, we want you to come in here for this minuscule amount of money and change your persona for my show and my show alone. Just tell them no. Yeah. Like you work so hard on your persona and making your character. And my favorite thing about pro wrestling is that it's like a never ending story. Mm -hmm. And it can go from this company to that company. It's not just the Indies, man. You can go back to the eighties and weave AWA and Texas into what WWF was doing. And, like it, it all flows, it all just keeps going. And if you just throw some random curveball in there, you're gonna damage your brand. Yeah, you, you're gonna mess up your own story. I here's here's how I always kind of looked at it, and I never actually I don't think I've ever said this out loud or on a recording, but I feel like a lot of times, and I might get heat for this, but fuck it, my life's a shit anyway. So fuck it. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a lot of friends, they're all falling away anyway. But like it it just it gets to the point for me where I think like wrestling schools and promoters and bookers take too much credit for what people do outside of their own out of their own reach, right? So like someone comes in and they and they turn around and say, Okay, I was trained by you, I went to your school, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. used to work for your promotion, and then I left and then I right. blossomed. And then that mm -hmm. person goes, well, they were here first and I taught them everything they know. It's like, no, you should be proud of them and not trying to steal as much thunder as you possibly can for their accomplishments. Right. So like, but like, imagine like these promoters come in and they book this talent and you turn around and go, okay, I do have two guys who don't really have a character. They don't really have anything going on the mm -hmm. scene, but I, mm -hmm. I see a vision in them. And that's the guys I sure, want to sure. in my promotion. But then I'm going to bring in these five or six guys on the indie scene who have some cool stuff going on that can carry storylines over to arc promotion. And I'll take a back seat and let them take that role. And I think a mm -hmm. lot of that comes out of the ego, like where bookers or promoters go like, I don't want somebody else's stories on my story. You know what I mean? But it's just like, yeah, sure. They, they hate on WWE when they take a guy from the indie scene and completely transform him into something mm -hmm. different and give him a new name and make them completely not what you fell in love with. But then yeah. you want the same independent talent to come to your promotion. That's going to draw, 
let's say 150 people and you want them to t tear away everything they've been working on for the past two years and do it for you sure. on a, with no budget. You know what I mean? It's just sure. like, it doesn't make sure. sense to me. Sure. Although to that point, if it's WWE asking you to change your persona at the lowest, they're going to give you, I think it's like 35 grand a year to yeah. go to the performance. Name me an indie company. that's going to give you 35 grand a year. But on to the change side, your persona, you know, a guy like a guy like Sami Zayn, or we'll even do now in the indie scene, a guy like Jordan Oliver, a guy like Effie, a guy like mm -hmm. they're probably making more than thirty five thousand dollars a year. So why would they go? Well, and yeah, them? you know, what of I mean? course it's they are. Like, of course they will. If they want to be in the WWE and they want to chase that particular dream, that's what you're going to do. There was just an article, I think, last week Sammy, Sammy where, where Sammy talked about it. Yeah. He yeah, AJ talked about it too. He went from hundred thousand dollars a year on the indie scene to thirty six thousand dollars his first year on NXT. Yeah, and then AJ Styles is real, real quick to point out that a hundred thousand dollars in indie money is a lot different than a hundred thousand dollars in WWE money. You're working real hard for that hundred thousand. It's it's a lot different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's I don't know it's weird. But like kind of it'll stem back to this question. Like I said, I know you're not you're not. Um, uh, actual management, but what, where does, where does Orochi stand out? What is, what does Orochi feel like is going to be different in that aspect when it comes to a locker room environment or what they bring to the, I, I personally have not seen the first show and I do apologize. I, I will be at the next mm -hmm, one, mm -hmm. but, but what, what is the vibe? What, what can fans expect when they, when they go to a show? It's, um, it's grittier. It's not, it's not sports entertainment, you okay. know, there'll be some aspects there. There'll be a character here and a character there, but it's more, more fight driven with storylines mixed within it, but it's, it's about the fight there, I think is what, you know, they say, you know, you're coming to the war grounds. Okay. We're going to fight here. You know, I don't so, think he even has any established championships at the moment. Would it, does it sound like it's more of a, like a Lucha underground feel? Maybe, maybe to that extent, I, I would doubt that it would be quite that cinematic. Okay. But uh yeah, probably more along those lines. Yes. I love it. Well, there there's definitely one thing for me when I look at the poster for the show uh um at, for ground was, zero. Yeah, for ground zero. And I'm mm -hmm. I'm trying I'm I'm going to pull it up here real quick and put it up on the screen. Here's one thing you don't see a lot of in 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 the northeast or just in a lot of promotions is uh look how much representations on that poster. Oh yeah, everything. Everyone's you know, represented. Well, almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. But I'm saying is like, go look at some posters that are out there right now, and you look mm -hmm. at their their poster. Not that much representation on a poster. Right. And, right. And, and take a look and, at a lot of these guys and these gals here. It reminds me of um, I don't know if you were around when Rampage was at its heyday, but we always called Rampage the Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. You know, we were the broken toys no one else wanted to play with, so we're going to play with each other and we're going to have some fun, you know? But, man, if you don't want to play with half of these toys, you're a fool. Because if right? I started a company and uh, Deshaun Pratt was willing to walk in, Merrick Ooh, Miami was baby. walking in, Arthur Amato was walking in, uh, uh, Riley Crow, James Grimm, like, you know, Al, I'm, I'm, I, they're the ones I personally know and I've worked with, but it's that's a that's stacked, man. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I can't wait for it. And I've actually, I don't think I've ever gotten to work with Pratt before. So this will be fun. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've talked to him a ton. I love the guy, but I don't think we've ever actually been even on a show together. I, I am a, I am a Deshaun Pratt mark and I will never yeah. be, I'll never be ashamed to say I'm not, you know what I mean? No, uh, he's I, great. And him versus him Robbie Radke. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Yeah. I'm a fan of him as a person. And 
Uh, he is the next guest. So that will be tomorrow night at seven yeah. o'clock. So if you want to hear some Deshaun Pratt stories, this guy has been through it all. And that will be happening tomorrow at seven. So, um, oh, June, June 3rd, they're saying Rampage is back. I don't, I don't know about that, but, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so what, how did you get brought into the fold here? What, what, how did this all go down? Um, basically quarantine left the outbreak brand when we were going to start transitioning over and quarantine management had issues with outbreak management, not nothing to do with AXW management Yeah, had issues with outbreak management and decided they didn't want to do it anymore. And they wanted to walk away. And I fully supported them in that decision. I said, yo, you know, I'm always here to talk to. I'm always here to bounce ideas off of. I'm your boy. I'm going to help you out whatever I, way I can. I don't have a dog in the fight and I'm not, yeah. I'm not shooting from the hip and I'm not trying to be mean or malicious, but I'm, I'm someone who didn't know the backstage stuff at that promotion. I wasn't privy to anything. I'm just a guy who sat down at a table and called matches. Um, but you can definitely tell that there was a difference of opinions on how each brand was be, should be handled. Um, mm -hmm. and, it, and it showed in the title match to me. I, uh, I did not like the way that it was handled i'm just going to be completely honest and truthful on it i thought it was very very like especially with the talent that they were going to use and just kind of taking that talent and kind of saying yeah like, see you later dude and i was like that's the guy you release and not work with yeah yeah that was me? that was one of my moments where i had a reaction that people didn't appreciate yeah i wasn't yeah i wasn't a, I wasn't a huge fan of it it's it's yeah. hard man and this is why i think like my heel commentary is fun um because i don't i don't give a shit what i'm heel commentary i just sure, say, sure. i just say what's there um and 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 I'll, I'll deal with the repercussions later but like i think that honesty in wrestling is good you know what i mean it and, is and, and, and every, it's absolutely every time, good and and i think i think if people trust me enough that i can be honest but be respectful with my honesty I I think that's what I do when I bring a different side to the commentary table. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I shoot I shoot just to shoot to be funny as a heel guy, like yeah, yeah. like a like a Bobby Heen and like I can't stand that guy. He's a jerk. And then there's sometimes I really maybe don't like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it is what it's only it's up to you to find out. But uh, hey, that'll happen. You can't <laughs> like everybody. Can't, hey, not not everybody. Not everybody wins. Um, <laughs> oh, there it goes here. Uh, uh, high tension says howdy y'all. And then they hey, said everyone, everybody was perplexed at that moment. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think I think the smart fans and then I think the people in the back and I think the people involved kind of see that happen. And they're like, that didn't make any sense. Why did mm -hmm. why do you why do you go that route? But once again, it's not our call. We're there just to do the job. But yeah, so so they kind of separated. And then that that became the Orochi thing just to kind of get us back on track of how you became involved. Yeah. And um so then when my tenure with AXW came to an end, uh, the, obviously the first person I actually hit up was Tyler laughing. I was like, well, I'm fired. You know, we, we had seen this coming for a while. You know, we had at least felt it coming for a while. And uh, <laughs> we just started laughing about it. He's like, so you're full time with me. And I'm like, of course, I was going to be there anyway. So, yeah, man, let's dive in. Let's get let's get dirty. Yeah. So, so what's, what's the vision when it comes to the future of, of, of Orochi? I don't know. That's, that's all on him. I have no idea. I know that he does want to get out of Jersey. I, I love Riverside, New Jersey. It's where I got my start, you know, in like my first year, I had a lot of matches there in that very building Turner's hall, but yeah. it is tiny. It's very small. 
So you're going to, uh, we're going to outgrow it pretty quick. Is it, is it, um, seating or is it like standing room? How, what's the, what's the, what's the vibe? There's, there's actually very comfortable chairs with tennis balls on the bottom of them. To protect the floor. Love that. But very comfortable seating. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice. It's, it's a beautiful little place too. It's just little, you know, and yeah. they have a bar downstairs. So that's always good. Uh, so just kind of looking through the roster here, um, mm -hmm. I, I think one of the fun, the best things they did, and I, I give a lot of credit for, I think it's a really smart idea, is they went through and they put out bios for yes. their entire roster. Yeah, and I thought I that think, was a great I idea. Think, I think the bios are really, really fun. Uh, and just to kind of go through some here, you got Pure Ignorance, who they were, I got to oh. see them a little bit at, at, uh, at Outbreak. My boys. Uh, had a great match with Diamond City War Machines. Uh, you got 410 Massive. <laughs> They're really entertaining. Also, Riley my Crow, boys. Ryan mm -hmm. Vox. We know that guy. Jermaine is going to be uh, just trying to look here. Oh, it, 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 an interviewer. Um, then we have the backstage correspondent, Savannah Ray. I've been following her a lot. I haven't personally met her, but I've been watching her content and seeing her grind and hustle. She is someone I'm excited to meet. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Karinik. K E half his face painted. Oh, I can't pronounce that either. I can't pronounce that either. I know him by his former name and I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Same but, yeah. Uh, and then you have the entity, which is kind of like a stable. We were almost getting at one point in time in early outbreak days. that just never came to fruition. Uh, mm -hmm. Murloc, which is awesome. You got a little, if you're a little Chikar guy, that's, that's going to be a cool one to see. Uh, Christian Norar, uh, Hyena Hex. I'm a fan of his work. That's my I boy mean, too. Captain, Captain Decapitate. Anytime he's in the building, I'm excited. Sabal Always a good Demar, time. Very, very talented. Uh, Suicide Myers, the crew of Blood, which is going to be another stable there. A.K. Willis, big fan of him. Uh, MV, mm -hmm. MDV, Rico Hendricks. Um, uh, what else? We got? I mean, it just goes on and on. I'm just trying to see some people if uh, that have been on the podcast here. Oh, Wild LLC. Love that stable. Um Big F and Vin, um, who yeah. be there for a little bit because he did just uh, sure. suffer a knee injury. But but the second he comes back, that's that's something to look forward to. There uh, ain't nobody better than Andy Header. Serious mm -hmm. business will be there. Uh, J.S. Hawthorne, who I I feel is oh man, what a gem! He ring announced at the first show. Yeah, he, he was all, fantastic. Man. He's so good, bro. Wait, do you see the next Smash Master show when it airs? His heel work. He's so good. He's he's the I best know. character actor out there. He may I or may know. not have done a match recently where he, he donned a mask. And just even him under a mask where he can't rely on his facial expressions, you just feel that character come out of him. Like he's so good. He's so he so really good. is. He's amazing. Um, Another guy, very little direction needed. No, not just at all. Be like, just be like, here, here's my bullet points. Yeah. As a matter uh, of fact, do you have any ideas to make it better? You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that. That's a fun environment too. Is when you go to a locker room and you go in and it's just kind of like, hey, like here's our vision, but like, what do you think? Like, here's my idea. Yeah. You have anything you want to add to it? And I think having everybody have that that input and feel. Uh, yeah, almost like I think that conversation is really important. It's really Absolutely. important because yeah, the company, of course, the company has to get what the company needs out of the match. Yeah. But when, um, when you're hiring talent, you're hiring talent and you, you know that they can perform and you know they can do things well. So mesh it all up, you know, get what they want to do and then put in what you need. Uh, wouldn't say the best. I think that moniker belongs to Joey Conway. I think Joey Conway is a great <sighs> heel. Great heel. 
But I think when it comes to the uh, variety of characters that one person can do and, and do them on the fly and do them per- perfectly, you give them an accent, you give them baby mm-hmm. face this, heal that. Like he, J.S. Hawthorne, I don't think there's anyone on his level that can reinvent himself in the blink of a, in the blink of your eye and have you believe his character. I mean, that's why he's the thespian. That's there's that. Yeah, that's not a shoot, brother. That's 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 legit. Um, Uncle Masty part of the roster hanging at uh, Arthur Amata. Uh, really, really good. But yeah, I mean, it goes on and on and on. I, I'd be here all day going through that roster. But uh, we are coming up on a show very soon. Um and and some matches have been announced. What what has been announced so far that I think you you're the most excited for? Radke and Deshaun Pratt. That match is going to just tear the roof off. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it at all. Yeah. Um. Is, is there a reason why for the for the people listening that maybe don't know anything about these two talent? Um. Well, like I said, Deshaun. Like I said, I don't, never really worked with him, but I've been watching him a long time. I know what he can do. I know how great he is. He's a phenomenal tag team wrestler too. And then there's Robbie Radke, who you know my history with Radke. We go back to, it was my second year in the business and his first year in the business when we met. Mm-hmm. And he's been along for the ride the entire time. He's just, he's a brilliant, brilliant fucking guy. He's, yeah, he's so good. good. He, the business. Yeah, and he'll be there goon free. So it'll be... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. He doesn't have bad, bad banks. You know, his former bad street tag team champion partner. He's mm-hmm. going to be there all by himself and he's going to be there to prove it. And I think that Pratt is the guy to try to prove it against. I was always a fan of him. Um, and then there was a, a, a day where I forget exactly what happened at Outbreak, but I think something happened where we the show couldn't start right away or there was some type of technical difficulty that they couldn't start the show the show right away and they had to kill time and i remember they killed it with promos they said they sent you out to do a promo they sent header to do a promo and then they sent robbie go out to do a promo before the show even started and it was during that header uh um robbie promo uh, mm-hmm. uh rivalry i think i think it concluded that night with a tables match if i'm not mistaken okay and uh robbie cut a promo that i thought was so good and i was just like Whole like it it made me see him in a completely different light as a talent. I was like, this mm-hmm. guy, this guy's good. And then when he then started doing stuff with the goons, it's like, oh, that's only gonna enhance that story because he's just he's, right. he's he's a good mind to the business. Um, yeah, and then how we say Deshaun Pratt, Deshaun Pratt was the first guy to break the internet with on, on the independent wrestling scene. Guy's been around forever, has has worked mm-hmm. them all. He's now one of the head trainers at CZW. He's just uh, he's been through more adversity and ups and downs in a career than anyone can even imagine. And just to see those two veterans cross paths mm-hmm. and, and, and have a, and have that showcase match is going to be really good. Yeah. I'm excited for it. That's yeah. <laughs> a lot of these guys I'm not super duper familiar with. So I'm also excited just to see them and yeah. see what they do. The last show had a lot of Chikara talent on it. And I'm really not familiar with that. I'm not really into that universe. Yeah. And I was really impressed by a lot of them. Who stood out for you? Oh man, I oh I'm gonna be so bad with their names. Um, Air Raid was that the name of a tag team? Oh yeah, Mach Ten and uh, Razor Wing. Yes, yes, they Very were really, talented. really good. Yeah, they were really, really good. Uh, who else did I see? King Crab. Yeah. I used to know him as Hermit Crab, yep. but yeah, yeah, yeah. King Crab, he was there. I do. I, I remembered him. I actually wrestled well, him well, once. Well, Vox, while while we're on the subject of King Crab, are are you going to prom? 
<laughs> no, no, no. You should come to prom. Uh, is it is that a Chikara gimmick? Is that what they're doing? No, it's it's high tension. They're doing the high oh, tension. Oh, the high King tension Crab. prom. Yeah, prom, and it's King Crab's oh, really? prom. King under the uh, sea, King Crab prom. You should come out to prom, man. Under the sea. Oh, that's fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the corner with a flask drinking. So. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that actually sounds really fun. Yeah, I never went to my prom, so I mean, this, is my, this this is legit my first prom. Yeah. Um, those are all the ones that, that are just popping off my head right now, but yeah, it, they had a, a decent show. The crowd was very light, yeah. you know, their first time in that town. I don't think they had a chance to do any, uh, like in town promoting really. It didn't mm -hmm. seem like it, but, um, Hey, I, I just so happened to recently learn a whole lot of how to do that stuff really well. well so uh, promoting in towns and. Yeah. You know, my, yeah, yeah. My former occupation here in the business uh, got a little crash course in it late in my run. So I picked up some things. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. Yeah, you're hear. always learning. You're always learning. Always. I, I said to one of the guys, and I got a cross eye from him, I said, you know, man, if you're the smartest guy in the room, it, it's time to get yourself in a new room. And he's like, hmm. he's like, yeah, you know, I'm always trying to learn something. I'm always trying to figure something new out, you know? Yeah. How, how was it? Um, personally and if this is a question you're not you don't want to answer we can we can skip over but how was it personally to kind of watch the transition of that company to go to axw to outbreak then back to axw and then and i mean like kind of just seen it like because i mean when i think about it man you were one of those guys who put a lot into it you were you were you were sure. a face of it you were someone doing a lot so how how does that because th this businessman can mentally break you or tear you down or, or, or mm -hmm. lift you up. And, and I, I don't really know, like I said, I don't know a lot of behind the scenes, but just like, it, it couldn't have been easy to build a brand and then build a brand and then now build a brand and then watch that. Like every single scene, like every five, four years, that brand is just being changed and brought back up, changed, brought back up. And now it's just right. it, you know, like, how, how did, how did, how did you navigate that? Um, with a lot of care for my friends, really. Um, like right, right now is their product stands. It's not for me. Like I, I wouldn't want to be a part of producing that particular kind of product. So it, I was bound to be out the door one way or the other, you know, because that's what they wanted to do at this point. Yeah. It wasn't always that way, you know, it's, a, it's, Outbreak, a re, it's another rebrand. Yeah. Yeah. Like at Outbreak, we strive to be, um, more PWG like. You know, like, like you remember the temple arena, like that's, mm -hmm. we wanted to be able to profit at a spot like that where, you know, 300, 400, maybe 500 people, you know, that really love pro wrestling and they're here for pro wrestling and that's what they want. And they want to get invested in it. Um, what they want to do is, and they're succeeding at it hands down is be very family friendly, um, be very community friendly. And I love all, you know, that's great. That's just not what I do. Yeah. We never had kid tickets at outbreak. If I could have wrote, don't bring your kids to this show on the flyer, I would have <laughs> like, it was a PG 13 product. I it's, it's not for your kids. You know, we yeah. were doing gritty pro wrestling. Like yeah. I wouldn't watch, I wouldn't let my daughter watch the wrestling that I watched in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, no, 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 honey, we're not watching this Dusty Road segment. No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> you know. 
But, it is uh, crazy when people say that it's gotten worse over the years. It's like, I don't know, man. I, going back and watching yeah, some of the old stuff on it's Some of it like, used to be really bad. Yeah, man. Some of it used to be bad. But you know what? I actually, this hit me the other day. I was watching, uh, I think it was Barry Windham versus Brian Pillman. And, you know, they ended up bleeding in the match like they do. And it wasn't, it, it didn't seem like it was that bad. It's not like when Mox cuts himself and it's just pouring puddles out, you know? It's like, so I think to that degree, there are certain people that really bleed heavy. And like, that's when I'll turn the program off personally, just because I don't want to see that heavy, myself. I didn't see, you know, I just, I haven't seen the whole show yet, but I watched a little bit of backlash. I seen clips of backlash. Yo, yeah. Did, did Lesnar Hardway? Like, did he legit? I, like he, he would have had it to like have. He hit and immediately it was open and he bled like yeah. an animal. Yeah, but like like purposely. Yeah. Hard way. Like, yeah, like that was on the threshold for me. Like he was bleeding a lot, but it wasn't enough to make me say, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done yeah, with this. Yeah, I dude, I you know I WWE, I think the last time they've ever worked me as a, and I consider myself a pretty smart, smart. Fan. Oh, I love when they work me. I, I oh, freaking pop. They worked me with that Lesnar and made me hate him because he just wasn't like they sold the whole thing like to make me hate him as a legit human being and that he didn't care about the company and he was taking the title hostage. Like I bought into that and I was just like, this is so stupid. Why would they keep? I, I get he's a name draw, but why would they? And mm-hmm. then like. Then the then they unfortunately like they did it and then the 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 outbreak happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the shoot outbreak um but like and then I seen like oh my god how did I not see this vision in front of me like this is their plan this is the way it went down and I, I will honestly say man like I know I know Andre is 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 that name that is hard to conquer when it comes to like mm-hmm. that spectacle like Andre and Hogan but it's just like. If you look at it, man, it's hard not to put Brock up there as one of the as the top guy because, like, he's definitely up there. He, there's he's, never going to be another great. human like him. No, no, he's once in a lifetime. And like, current Brock might be my favorite Brock because it seems like he's having the most fun he's ever had. Yeah, and it's like it's like, almost like we're we're getting that like he's doing interviews and we're getting to hear him talk and legit be himself, and then it just carries over. And you're like, holy fuck! Like, not only is this guy so intense and just like. If if he wanted to just go out there and just kill everybody because his his look and everything about him mm-hmm. is amazing, but like he's out there taking bumps from people, he's out there selling for people. Yeah, like I'm I never well. want to hear. I don't, I never want to hear anyone else say like, "Oh, I'm a big guy. I don't I don't sell for little guys." Like, look at Lesnar. Like he's yeah. He'll wrestle Brian. He'll wrestle Finn. He'll wrestle Co. Like and he's selling and he's yeah. he's cutting and like it's it's crazy. Did you see the go home promo for um? The Lesnar Cody match? I did not. I I haven't watched Where wrestling Cody, by like three weeks. Cody popped him one real good one. And that was all it took. And Brock sold that mother. Oh my God. It was so good. It it's, looked it's like Cody shoot punched him in the jaw, dislocated his jaw the way Brock was acting. And he that. kept it going up the ramp, back down the ramp when the security guys came in. Like it was he he knows what the hell he's doing. He's so good. He's so talented. Well, you know what? Yeah. I realized, like, Vox, we've been talking. We talk so much 
and and I realize this is a brand new podcast and a brand new platform and a brand new everything. So there there may be people who are listening to this who don't know your story. So let's let's dive into that a little bit. So we're talking about sure. our our wrestling moments and stuff. But when when did you catch this bug? What's your earliest memory of this business that you realized that you fell in love with this and it's something you wanted to do? Oh, when I realized it was something that I really wanted to do. Or just um, as a fan, when when did you realize that you that, that you fell in love with this as a kid? Um, I don't have a memory of that happening because it was just always there. Yeah. Wrestling was just always there in my family. I didn't have a choice in the matter. We were watching that on the family television, whether I wanted to or not, it didn't matter if Smurfs were on, we were watching wrestling. So (laughs) I just, I always grew up with it. And then, um, my childhood had a little bit of a, a little bit of a dark period. And my only real friend was 605 on TBS and the early morning Saturday, Sunday wrestling shows. That was the only time I could kind of escape my mind for a while for a few years. And then it, it never really went away until Attitude Era is kind of about when I started to wind down. Like when the Attitude Era was getting super Jerry Springer-ish, I was just like, all right, I don't have time for this. I, I'll come back some other time. And really, so Attitude Era was like where everyone pretty much says they fell in love with it. At your yeah, point, you fell out of love with it. Yeah. So, I, like, I watched the Nitro, and I swear to Christ, we went ninety minutes, and they didn't have a single wrestling match. So it honest. was just see I interview watch, and Nitro party, and like I didn't watch WCW. I I, oh, felt I loved like it. I I was a WWF guy through and through. Mm-hmm. And if you like my them company. Too. And you went to WCW. I hated you. You were a traitor. I won't traitor. watch it. Um, and, and and I remember going. I I have been going back and like trying to rewatch all of the the nitros. Mm-hmm. Bro, some of those are rough. <laughs> some of them are really rough. Yeah, you ain't kidding. It was tough being a WCW fan. Yeah, it was. But I always root for the underdog. That's who I am. You know, yep. I always liked it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I came back around to it until i was you know here and there i would catch stuff but i didn't get heavily invested again until i met a dude named davy Bly, and he was the bass player of another band that my band used to play with all the time and eventually circumstances happened and he ended up playing bass in the same band as i was in for a while and that band uh kind of fell apart right around pipe bomb era so now I'm heavily invested in it, you know, and I've got a whole bunch of friends on Twitter and we talk about wrestling nonstop and we're complaining about this, complaining about that. And I'm not a complainer. So Davey and I were talking, we we're like, well, why don't we fucking do something about it? You know, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm a little guy. I can't really wrestle, but I'd love to manage. I could manage you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go find a wrestling school. And and we found the dungeon through, uh, through Steve Carino, who I, in one of my bands had written theme music for. So that's how I kind of got my in. And uh, he introduced us to the Mess Brothers in the dungeon. And it went off from there. Davey ended up going to a school, not just closer to his house, but like two blocks away from his house. Oh, wow. (laughs) At the Monster Factory. He basically lives like right by the factory. And he was driving all the way out to the dungeon. And I forget if it was Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday. But he would end up, like, sleeping in the parking lot of a Walmart overnight, going to the gym the next day, and then picking me up and going back to training again. Like, it's wild how dedicated he was when he was breaking in. And it's insane, too, because, like, 
that's another thing I think that's kind of crazy. And maybe it's that older school mentality. I don't know if it's as prevalent as it is now, but it's just like back then, if you joined a wrestling school or a promotion, like you don't work the other guy, you don't go to that other school, you don't go to other promotion. And now it's right. Where we're like talented, like, no man, get do some reps here and then go check out this school and then go mm-hmm. check out that school. And, and yeah, dungeon that, never had an issue with that. Yeah. And it's to say you could have either went dungeon or you could either go monster factory. They're both home runs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Monster Factory and, actually on uh, uh, Apple TV as we speak. Yes, the they are on Apple TV. On docu- documentary on that school. If you don't getting know anything rave about reviews. The, yeah, if you don't know anything about the Monster Factory, uh, you should because it is a legendary school and has legendary history and a lot of names that you have watched as a child or currently on WWE or AEW are out of that school right now. One absolutely. just main evented Backlash. Well, no, it wasn't main event. Was it? Was bad, but was Bad Bunny main event? No, no, he was uh, semi. Semi, man. Yeah. So yeah, the other guy yeah, who Damian Bruce. wrestled came out of Monster Factory. Yeah, and the Impact World Champion. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I almost forgot yeah, who the who the who the Impact World Champion is because they've been <laughs> changing that up a little bit there. Well, not a little bit. That uh, wasn't even got hurt. I just forgot who. Yeah, had Josh him. got hurt. They had to move it on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then so um, we start training at the dungeon, and I am struck with the news that you don't get to just sit here. If you want to be a manager, you actually have to get in the ring and do all the exact same things that the wrestlers have to do. And I was like, ah, shit. Okay. So I got in and it it hurt, but it didn't hurt as bad as I thought it was going to hurt. And I just didn't stop. And I said, Hey, if I'm doing this, I might as well wrestle. So then I ended up wrestling for a while. And, you know, I had a solid four or five years of, um, kind of doing things my own way and beating my own drum out in the independent world. And I had a pretty fair amount of success, I would say, for the short time I was out there. And then once the opportunity to book for the original AXW came up, I just stopped doing everything else. Yeah. I focused yeah, I, completely on booking. I, I was on the roster and I took myself off the roster. I was like, no, I can't do it. If yeah. I'm going to be booking the show, I shouldn't be you know, out there wrestling too. That's, that's just my mindset. You know, my, my first ever independent wrestling show as an adult. Cause I, I did a few of them. Like when they used to come to the local high schools, like Monty mm-hmm. city had wrestling shows and Shenandoah and North school goal. And they would bring in, I don't even know who the promotions were uh, because it was essentially just kind of like how it is now is, and I, this is where it's funny to me. Like these kids now it's like, I couldn't even tell you the promotion who who ran in our own high school, but I could tell you what names came in and that. Oh yeah, I mean? same, same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we I experienced that, and then my first adult as an adult wrestling show that I went to was AXW in the Firehouse in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And then I got knocked out drunk. Yeah, and it was a good time. It was a good time, and I had I was just a town at that point. I literally had nothing. To do with what was going on backstage. Yeah, I was live wire. Yep. Because I remember we got hammered and and Kickstart My Heart came on and we all drunk, drunk sang it and they tried to turn the music off and we kept singing it. It just kept going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So we we kept kept feeding it. Yeah. We kept feeding Um, it, brother, because, you know, we had like eight minutes and if you guys are going to sing for one of them, might as well. Yeah. (laughs) Might as well, man. Six less bumps. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know, we were working. Ah, who were we working that night? Uh, the Kings of Mustachery. 
So yeah. we we'd worked them nine thousand times. You know, we knew our match inside and out. We didn't have to do no talking. Who so. was the guy that came out? The the very large uh, black dude who came out with the shirt that says "I hate crackers." Oh, that was um Jamal. That was awesome. Jamal, yeah, 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 yeah. He's fun. He, he was, was a good fun dude. one to heckle. Um, another guy who was really really good. Uh, he got hurt real bad. I don't think he. I don't know if he ever came back. Um, the other Andy. Hardner? Who got? Oh yeah, Andy Harner. Andy Harner. He I don't think he ever did. Um, I think I tagged with him once. He was a in psycho, Temple he under AXW. He was, he's the first indie guy I watched. I was like, dude, this dude is just throwing his body anywhere. Yeah, yeah it was unbelievable, unbelievable. But you couldn't have him and Header in the same company. I feel like I think people would get a little just confused yeah, by the name. Change their name. Well, yeah, I know I did team. when I first met those guys. I definitely got yeah. the names confused. T team them up. Team them up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been a good team. They would have been. Uh yeah. And then uh Blue Meanie was there that night. I was yep. really that was the first time I ever met the Meanie. And uh my favorite memory from that show was Sammy Pandora versus Russell Bay or Vanity. I'm not sure which yeah, was. Vanity. And uh fucking we got the I was like Sam Sam Pan Pandora's box, Sammy Pandora. And I was just like, Oh, Pandora's box. And I was just like, yeah. Break that box. And I didn't know Vanity legit did shatter dreams as a move. Yeah. So oh, yeah, she literally does. Fed, fed right into her spot. And I was just like, I was like, oh, this is great. She's, uh, that was, that was a fun night, man. I remember, yeah, that was a really fun wrestling show. And then that kicked it off for me. I was, I was yeah. the, I may or may not know somebody who has the banner that was hanging outside the, oh, no. It fell, I guess it fell on the ground and got drug up the sidewalk. And so oh, no. they wrapped it yeah, up. Well, I'll just they, take that with me. Hey, yeah. these things happen. It, it happens. <laughs> nice little souvenir. The only yeah. time they accept you ever ran there. Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun night. Um, so when when you said you were gonna no longer wrestle and just go to the booking thing, did that did that mm -hmm. like did that bother you at all? Or you're like, man, I want to do this again? Like, how do you how do you how do you mentally get over that? Um, no, I was pretty good with it. I was all right with it. Um, I did still continue working for Rampage for I don't know, six or nine months because we had a story to wrap up. Yeah. But yeah, after that, I was completely fine with just focusing on AXW and then Outbreak and just making that everything that I can make it be. Yeah. Yeah. For and I think I did pretty good, man. For a guy with no experience doing it, dude. I, I think I did okay. All I've been doing this entire time, I've been faking yeah, it till man. I make it. Yeah, can uh, you do I, this? Sure, I can. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you done commentary, bro? Absolutely. Times. And then after the show, like, all right. So what is that? Like your, you know, what? How many times? Oh, that was my first. That was my first time yeah. doing that. So, yeah. That was the first time I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What What is some of your uh, real quick before we get into that? Um. Anyone in the chat? Let us know if you have any other questions you want to ask. Uh. We are we are getting closer to that 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 hour mark, and I want to let you guys have the opportunity to talk to us as well. But before we do that, I'll get yeah. to our next question. Elevation fourteen seventy is reinventing the style by bringing traditional traditional nostalgic apparel to the fractal and surrounding areas of school county pennsylvania they pride themselves on hometown heritage and community elevation 1470 is where the trail begins you can find them at www.elevation1470.com to find the latest in traditional nostalgic styles in school county pennsylvania and that's our other sponsor and also we talked about them a little bit too high tension wrestling check them out on all social media uh, and youtube for all their awesome content um and come to prom i need a i need a prom date so if anybody wants to be my prom date i will uh i will happily oblige i uh, I, I put out so <laughs> you can buy me a drink first uh, there you go 
Um, yeah. So we, uh, the question I had for you here is what are some, what are some, uh, favorite moments, uh, of, of the, of the, the brands and the changes that it's gone through between quarantine and outbreak and then AXW, then back to AXW. What are some moments that really stand out to you as a GM, as a booker that, that you, that you're proud of or a storyline or anything like that that just really stick out to you for those promotions? The first one was probably the finish to Damian Smith versus Andy Hedder when Andy got the title, but it was because uh, DB Kraft had come in and smacked Dame with the title and ran off with the championship, and then that led to the three-way ladder. I, that's just – I loved it so much. I yeah. loved it. Really I thought good. it was a great finish, and I got a lot of uh, – yeah, not that I necessarily care about compliments, but when someone said it was the best dusty finish they've seen in a long time, I was like, oh, bless my heart. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. You know, um, the Ian Bush, long, slow, slow burn. You're doing that Roman Rowan's push with Ian before anybody else. Dude, we, we were planning this since before he debuted. <laughs> like this has been the idea all along dude he's he's one of the things i do miss with ian bush is is i'm doing it a little bit now pull the curtain back kayfabe's eh. dead uh, i'm doing it a little bit now with ricky price where we kind of mm -hmm. have this like feud and 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 who else like realistically promoters don't give a shit if someone's feuding with a commentary guy no one no. gives a shit um no. but me and ricky are having fun with it but like yeah. The first person I, I would say that like that rivalry happened is because he instated and stated it was Ian. He's like, yo, yeah. man, I've never been on your podcast. Yeah, what's up with everybody else? What well, what about me? And I was just like, yeah. Oh, I'm leaning into this harder now. And I was yeah. like, Oh, Ian be a, Ian was sucks. And it just it was starting to build and it just sucks that we're not in the same company anymore. Cause I, I do respect him a lot. And mm -hmm. and uh I would he's just, come I, so far. Yeah, he's he's a he's a fun dude. And then he and then someone broke into his house. Or broke into a house or something, and then they found out who it was, and it was somebody from Monty City that like I, we were mutual friends on Facebook. So then I was saying like I sent a goon to his house for the title or something. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> like he's just he's a super entertaining guy. He's fun, but uh, yeah, that was that that Ian Bush stuff was really entertaining as well. Yeah, yeah, it really was. I like I said, that was a slow, long burn, and we didn't hot shot it. We waited until everything was just right. And we had all the right pieces and we had the next guy to build. And we knew boom, exactly when to pull the trigger. I think I think it, perfect. Yeah. Um, so missed bullets, the entire bad street division, Radke carried it on his back as strong as he fucking could. And he made as much sense of it as he fucking could, but Every that shit was snake bit, dude. That it shit was snake bit. Every show. Yeah, on. it was supposed to be a six-man title. That was incredibly difficult to book, like as far as availabilities and getting everyone and stuff like that. So we changed into this tag title with the bad street rules, and then for some reason that, oh my God, like the ladder match fiasco. <laughs> like it just it burned it so bad. Yeah. Uh, I think it, that it was so well-intended. It, it is. And... Yeah, uh, the badger, and then the way it concluded breaks my at heart, just absolutely. Because if we're gonna go ahead and pull that hurt a little bit, the original plan for the Bad Street title as a six man was supposed to be Radke, Banks, and AK. But AK got injured at the camp that was held that afternoon. 
Yeah. But he was supposed to be the third Bad Street champion. So I kicked and screamed and yelled and did everything I could to make sure that title was in that boy's hands at some point, you know, yeah. before we closed the curtain on the company. And I, you know, of course they got it right off of him. And that camp is where I attribute my, like the credit to you guys of me finding out about Hawthorne and then from Hawthorne yeah. finding out about sanctuary. Cause I, I was legit friends with Hawthorne through another person. Um, first and i used to go mm -hmm. like to the podcast we went to the theater where he were what he was helping and, and studying and i met him and he was just this goofy chubby dude who looked like a goofball and i was just and he's like i'm going to be a pro wrestler and he was just like he had like he was just he was him he was his he wasn't mm -hmm. this entity of this person that we have now and it's funny we were talking about this on the car ride home because i was gushing over how much i love this man and how much i'm so proud of him but like he already had a strange look, but the yeah. confidence wasn't there. That that meta that that meta that change that metamorphosis change that cocoon that he has built, mm -hmm. and then he cut that promo at the camp, and I felt like it was born, like, yeah. and then it went like it, not viral, but I think it made its way around to the boys, and it mm -hmm. made its way around the northeast scene, and I think people were like, wait a second. This, this kid's got something. And yeah. then he just kept it going and kept it going. And I just remember like finding him and then going to the sanctuary and watching him work. And it was the same dude. He was, he still hasn't leaned down and got to the point where he is now, but that he, he, he carried himself differently. He talked differently. Mm -hmm. He, mm -hmm. his, his look changed everything about him of just like, he was, he went from that nerdy theater kid who just didn't seem to have confidence in himself to becoming what we now know as jazz Hawthorne and just becoming this entity, but still not, he's not an egomaniac. He's still helping everybody mm -hmm. around him. He's still extremely humble. And if I was saying this in front of him, he would probably get teary eyed and say, stop it, stop it, stop it. But it's just watching his growth and development. And it started for me, for me to believe in him because i first when he told me i was like get the hell out of here you know what i mean like you see some of those people are like bro sure 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 have you seen you your bright red hair and your weird haircut and your your big huge bushy beard and you're kind of and then that promo hit and i was like wait a second yeah wait a second he's found something yeah that was just, our introduction to him too and yeah, then and it was just, and he was a big big part of uh the real quarantine series he was a yeah. really big part of that so talented but yeah, that was that's a highlight for me when it comes to that the branding of both of them, and and I, I will say this: I think when I when I if I look back at my days of outbreak wrestling and I look back at all of that, and and he's not gone, and the night he he did leave, it hurt my heart, and I was like, I don't know if I can handle this anymore, and come to shows with him not being here, but I fell in love with Ed House, like Ed House was that guy, man. I was just like when I think when I think professional wrestling for a long time there, I thought Ed House, like yeah. I look Why forward. To his, yeah, I look forward to his matches. Also, great podcasts. Uh, never, never did a podcast with a guy at his kid's uh, baseball. That game. was fun, right? Oh my god, hitting dingers! That, and he's like, yeah, that's Ed. that's Ed House. That's yeah. the beauty of Ed House. Like I said on your episode when I was in the chat, he's the only person that I was like, yeah, you can do a vertical promo while you're sitting on the toilet, and you're yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's you. That's who you so are. Good. But uh, yeah. that and um. Probably, probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. And it was because of you and it was thrown together. And I don't know if you just like, it fell apart on you guys. And I just happened to be standing there and you're like curveball, blackball. I know you can do it, but yeah. uh, me and me and BP will always be super appreciative of, of hosting 
uh, Q&A session with Demolition. Like that, that is something you'll never like that. that, That's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And to and to be working with just insane legends um, and and hosting a QA and a and giving a good experience to everybody and and then being able to film it. So we have proof of it Mm -hmm. forever. uh, We're very thankful for that as well. And and, and as a content creator thankful that you guys did it because the person that put it together did not do a very good job of putting it together um you know there's a lot of things we could have done better but you know if they do it at the next convention i'm sure they'll have all those kinks worked out so don't feel leery about going you know i'm sure (laughs) we they know what went wrong so they'll fix it it was Um, so fucking hot that's the only thing i wanted to change just yeah well they fixed that yeah thank god i was begging them please get it yeah um but no that was a that was a super big moment and like outbreak wrestling for me was the was the first promotion that brought me in as a content creator that brought in tornado tag podcast and i did those backstage interviews at that little tiny firehouse that Mm -hmm. you know that mustache mountain bled all over and and cut his arm open and then ripped and threw the tape and hit a young child in the face with a bloody tape and i thought it was a meltdown and it was the funniest thing ever but just like (laughs) That was where I got my introduction. I, I I knew I sucked at backstage interviews, but it was a place where you guys gave me a shot. Uh, then then PPW and Sanctuary commentary called, and you guys were like, hey, you do commentary here too. So but I, that so I was thankful for those moments of of outbreak and AXW and and being a part of that and growing as my as a as a brand and as a person. You know, that I, I was I felt like I was like the first the first one in the first content guy in and planted yeah. my flag, but then also made it so like everybody else can come in and. I think I laid good bricks down for the next group of content creators to come in and be like, absolutely. Tony, Tony set a good standard and and we're willing mm-hmm. to trust people to come in the doors. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah, absolutely, man. We loved, loved having you. You know, there were so many people that were myself included learning on the fly. We're building this all together. Yeah. And the more like-minded people you could have on board, the better. I just forgot another thing. <laughs> when I think outbreak wrestling, uh, besides captain decapitate, Andy, Andy winning Weinberg, bro. He was a staple of Alfred. He was, dude. It didn't matter who wrestled. I, I no. honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I couldn't even remember who he managed. Sure. Because when he was out at the ring, he was. That's the only all you were paying him. attention to. He was the only yeah. one getting attention. Dude, fans right. would come in with the Fruit Loop boxes and like mm-hmm. crazy. I, I miss. Yeah, that Andy and I go way back, man. I really miss that. He, I, I'm trying to plug my phone in because it's about to die. You're good. Um, <clears throat> but it ended up being the same thing that we had an issue with with a lot of talents is that they were very, very good. So there we go. So they were also working for MCW. And MCW always seemed to run the exact same weekend that we were running. So that's yeah. why you, you started seeing less and less of certain people because you know they had a, a bigger commitment. I'd never begrudge anyone that he's, he's one of those ringside managers that I just kind of like stopped seeing and it bummed me out. But then Mm -hmm. obviously you got your Mary Betts and your, and your, uh, your, uh, uh, Dustin's and stuff coming in. So that was, but I I didn't miss that. Corey cross holding the fort down the whole time. Corey cross. Yep. He's another one. I like to build a little rivalry with. He was, he's fun to mess with. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) If you could write a letter to a younger Ryan Vox, what would it say? Fuck them. Do what you want, man. <laughs> Fuck it. It all comes out in the wash. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, that's it, dude. Like if I wanted to 
go to the ECW dojo when I was 18 years old and everyone talked me out of it. Yeah. And I went on a completely different path and not that I didn't like the, uh, the hard rock metal world. It was fun. I had a great time, but everything I did on stage was a parody of something I had seen in wrestling. I was just channeling wrestling onto the stage. Yep. You know, I, I needed, I needed a wrestling ring to produce what I want to produce. Last one here, and we'll get out of here. Uh, Ryan Vox, did you like working with Bill Brown and Lancaster Championship Wrestling? I did not. Not that I didn't like, but I I never worked for him. Oh, I did. I did one little show for LCW's um, the old tag team gimmick they used to do. I forget what it's called now, but it was like a big tag team tournament they did every year, and I was honored. Honored. I really was, honestly, to be a part of this. And then I rolled in and found out that we were just a squash team in a four-way tag match. And I was like, ah, that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> All right. Um, and then the Rock. tournament was won by Jay Diesel and the man currently known as Dijak. Really? Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Ryan, where can people find you? And what do you, what do you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, Orochi Pro, it's July 8th, Ground Zero, Riverside, New Jersey, Turner's Hall. Oh, we were going to announce a match. We were going to announce a match tonight against two it. very, very good ones. I've been a part of these guys' career since it blossomed. I love seeing their growth. I can't wait to see them collide. Do you have it ready? Let's do it. Three. Let's go. Two. TJ Reno. Merrick Miami one-on-one. -on -one. This is going to be crazy. I'm so, so excited for this, man. Oh, two young guns ready to take him out. Young guns with experience. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Oh, man. I've, I've known them since, you know, since I wrestled TJ's dad 5,000 times. I've known him since, you know, he was a yay high. And uh, I believe I was there for Merrick's first wrestling spot ever he was um a little bit on the south side of being an adult uh cross state lines with a mask on but we had some fun we had some fun <laughs> him we and took Hedder's care of him match. him and header's match was very very good right yeah. right yeah uh, we'll get one last question here justin williams says will will the sil will silver assassin be there I think Silver Assassin's back off in parts unknown, man. I don't know if he's ever coming back. I heard some rumors of DK3 being around, but... Uh, there you go. You know. All right. Uh, where else can people find you? Um, besides that, I'm Ryan Vox on every social media handle except for TikTok because I'm old and I really don't understand it. I tried. I tried. Yeah. It's, it's, it's essentially TikToks good. and every other app right now. And well, yeah, that's why I figure like that we have reels. So it's like the yep. same thing, right? I, I can be old and stay on Facebook and I can do it that way, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> other than that, um, Facebook group, Not Your Kids Collectibles. If you like your little wrestling figures and your 8x10s and your wrestling cards, which is most of what I sell, we have a good time in there too. We had a great discussion going on during Backlash. Nice. That was, Yeah, that was fun. I haven't been a part of a good old online wrestling discussion during a show in a while probably yeah, since yeah. the group shut down yeah, yeah. r.i.p uh yeah. <laughs> all right well that'll do it uh we'll we'll close there uh episode 56 ryan vox will check us out tomorrow at seven o'clock with uh deshaun pratt and then again on thursday with jay the key evans so a lot of yeah 
talk about a spectrum of independent wrestling right there. Uh, so we're, we're really excited. Next week is going to be even more jam-packed. But we'll see you guys then. Uh, we're out of here. And here's some music by Converse Kid, Billy Trey. Yeah.